from a galaxy far, far away. And a bookshelf straight out of the 90s. From Thrawn to Dantooine, and everything in between, this is Legends Look Back. It is time for Legends Look Back. We are here, we are ready, doing the show, saying the things, punching the buttons, all that good stuff. And, you know, uh, in, order, in order to start the show here tonight, I had to forcibly kick the cat out of my chair. What? Because, you yeah, I mean, I didn't. cat? No, 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 it was like a metaphor. Like, oh. a, I, like a Spartan kick, right? Yeah, that's I, exactly what I was thinking, because you got stairs right at your door. I, I picked up my <laughs> office chair. She likes to sleep in this thing. Okay. And uh, I picked it up, and I turned it like a good 45 degrees at an angle to dump her out of it. You know what she did? Mm-hmm. She looked at me, stuck her claws into it, <laughs> and hung there like she was going to dangle off the edge of the cliff like in Indiana Damn. Jones or something. <laughs> anyway, she's out of here, and we're now here ready to do the show. But you know what's crazy is uh, the fact that both Rick and I got new puppies like within a week of each other. Also, Emily, I think, uh, not Emily, Emma also got a new new puppy. Shout out to Emma, uh, who's been on the show quite a number of times. And so here tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about about the pets behind the scenes at Legends Look Back. I've heard you know some allusions to the pets behind the scenes. What's y'all's? Uh, I know I know Rick's got the Dalmatians thing, mm-hmm. right? Show off the pets. We got some pics, right? Yeah, here here are Jared's pets. That yeah, that one makes my feet look awkwardly big. But um, <laughs> what's amazing is all three animals are looking at the camera. We got we got that Bilbo the Bilbo oh. the bagel hound. Uh, we got uh, Kyle the puppy, the golden retriever, and then Marigold the cat sitting next to me. She was very upset that I was trying to get her to pose for a picture near the puppy. She was like, "Bro, do you have a death wish? Because <laughs> I cannot be that close to him." And Jared, the the Hobbit with the big hairy feet. It cracks yeah. me up how much other animals just really don't like puppies. Like it takes a very special animal to be patient with a puppy. How about y'all? You got your uh, you got your pets? Yep. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Um, I've got a better picture than that, by the way. Just the cat's not in it. Yeah. Here you go. Here's Jared's yeah, better that one. Picture. R- remarkably good picture for a <laughs> spur of the moment idea. It almost very sounded like a dog cute. when he said. Rawr, 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 rawr. You should see how oh, tight I'm okay. holding on to both of these dogs to keep them from running to my wife who has got oh, the treats. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's right. All right. Uh, so uh, we, got, we, got, uh, we got the puppy, you know, since we moved here. I told my wife, moving back to Arkansas, imagine a couple of big dogs running around the yard. She took it very seriously. I meant it like, you know, hypothetically. But nope, here we are. Real yeah. puppy. Not a hypothetical yeah. puppy. Very much a real life puppy. <laughs> yep. Here's, uh, here's my puppies. This is... Uh, Old man Samson, he's not that old. He's like uh, seven or eight. He's not nearly then, hairy enough for a Samson. Yeah, I know. He's just super strong, ridiculously strong. Then Maya, the cuddle bug, she's fat, Aww. but we love her. And then the puppy, uh, good old Tycho. Uh, <laughs> wow, you've got three Dalmatians? Uh-huh, you put them all together and voila. Wow, that is I've never a lot seen of dog. that many Dalmatians except for in the feature film. I was going to yeah. say, there's like, you know, some movies. They're very, <laughs> very immodest. We go anywhere and like a crowd flocks to us wanting to pet them and talk to them. And they don't care about us, just the dogs. I mean, I get it because I love my dogs. They're awesome. But your puppies. Wow. Beautiful. Uh, Freddie, you have alluded to the fact that you've got dogs. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, many dogs throughout my life. This is my uh, my pup right here. He's about four years old, I believe. Uh, yeah, four years old, exact. Uh, to the month. Wow. And uh, should forget his birthday. No, no, it's later on. It's okay. it's it's way later on. Yeah. So he's he's uh, chilling here. He's always he's always bugging me when I work though. He's uh, oh, you know my my arm is hanging off the side kind of. Uh, and he's tall enough to hit it with his nose, and he usually hits my arm, and it lands on the top of his head every single time. When I'm in a meeting, doesn't matter if if I'm talking to <laughs> to counsel or you know whomever. It's always uh, he always wants the attention. Then I just give him a couple pats, and then he he runs on his way. He's a pretty he's a pretty massive. Uh, he's a Doberman, so he's got oh. a pretty massive physique for a Doberman, and incredibly incredibly strong too. So I mean he. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I don't. Freddy. <laughs> sometimes I don't really like to walk him too much because he, he can. I mean, he would probably rip the arm out of my socket. That's how. That's why I have to work out. It's not to look good or anything. It's so that I can walk. <laughs> so you can walk your dog. That's a good. That's that. a good Star Wars connection, though. Own personal yeah. safety. I found myself <laughs> yes. the other day in a conversation with my kids about like the whole thing where Chewie, you know, theoretically pulls people's arms out of their sockets. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's that game where Chewie, you got to let the Wookiee win. They're like, why do you got to let the Wookiee win? And I was like, because he'll pull your arm out of your sockets. And they were like, hold up, wait a second. That sounds violent. <laughs> I thought Chewie was nice. And I was like, no, 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 don't, don't, don't overthink it. But hey, let you the got Wookiee the, win. That's right. Let the Doberman win. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> Fred, you would have a Doberman. You're such like a laid back, kind, you know, gentle guy. Also, you know, could totally kick anybody's butt with your yeah, like a, judo. a subtle beast. <laughs> <laughs> the subtle beast, a sleeper, as they say. Hey. Uh, uh, Emily, how about you? What's your what's your pet history? Give us something juicy like gerbils or snakes. Well, I do have that. This is not either of those things. This is my dog um, playing with an egg. Um, she is. Her name's Riley. We rescued her in Kansas. And she's like 30 pounds, super, super cuddly, very social. She's always underfoot. Like she'll follow me around the house all day, every day. If she's separated from us, she whines. Um, (laughs) But she doesn't really care to run away. First dog I've ever had that couldn't care less about being away from us. Like just wants to be around. Um, And I also, when I was a teacher, I got a grant to get a classroom pet. Any guesses as to which classroom pet I picked? Um, let's see. You were you. If I remember correctly, you were semi quirky back then. So is it a quirky kind of pet? <laughs> what are you saying that now I she's just a boring quirky. mom? Is that what you're saying? Ooh. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, uh, Dollywood and the oh, whole, that's right. Uh, what the was Dollywood it? The bow tie thing. collection. Ah, uh, yes, oh, yes, yeah. Uh, what about like a ferret? Fedoras. No, Ferrets fedoras. freak me out, man. I do. Not, I'm not a fan. Okay, strike out on ferret. I understand. That's fine. Snake. Snake, yep. Yep, I had a python. Any guesses (laughs) as to what kind of name it had? Okay. What did I name my python? A python. Ah, ah, okay. Is it Harry Potter related? It's got to be Star Wars, right? No. It's got to be a Star Wars name. Uh, It's not a Star uh, Wars name? Is it before you met Corey Hilton? Niche comedy. Niche comedy. Uh, Chris Farley. Oh, dang it. <laughs> good guess, good guess. Um, Starts Sir Mix a lot. M- anaconda? No, that's a, that's a, that's anaconda. <laughs> Man, it's Mike Mike Mike, Mike Myers. Monty Monty. 
Monty the oh, Python. Monty. Monty. Yeah, that's really. Hey. Right. Oh, that's, that's so good. <laughs> you know what? I that knew that. Good. You've said this before. Yeah, I have said I it before. <laughs> we're just bad listeners. For sure. oh, okay. That's right. But we're great talkers. And that's why you're here <laughs> for our podcast. Well, we are not going to be talking about our own personal pets tonight, other than the fact that we just did. Oh. You're welcome. Um, <clears throat> oh, did we miss one? I got a cat. There you go. Ta da. Oh. His name is Sergeant Tibbs because that's the only cat in 101 Sergeant Dalmatians. Tibbs. Oh, you're adorable. right about that. That's great. Yeah, okay, moving along. So cool. <laughs> Honestly, shout out to Sergeant Tibbs for surviving in a house with with three Dalmatians. <laughs> and two young children. Yeah. That's yeah. You said lot. it. You said it, not me. Do you ever see the cat or is the cat just oh, kind yeah. of like around? Oh, he, he beats up the kids. He doesn't he doesn't like the kids. He uh he'll chase them and start biting their ankles and stuff. And <laughs> um yeah, he loves the adults. So he'll cuddle on any adult's shoulder, but kids he he does not like. Tycho will will go and antagonize him, and like they'll fight. But yeah, he holds his own pretty well because he was like Dog a fight. rescue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah who, who needs the parent when you can just have your cat keep your kids in line? Yeah, for real. <laughs> Reminds me of when my wife did her student teaching in Bald Knob, Arkansas, hey. which is a real place. That's and, Jessica went too. Ah, and uh, there was a kid in her class who had a pet monkey. And one day, oh, wow. at parent-teacher conference, Rebecca you know, and the teacher were like, yo, tell us about the monkey. And she was like, yeah, the monkey's not really working out, so we got another monkey <laughs> to, teach, to teach the first monkey how to do the laundry. Why do I it's, feel like you've you know, told me this before? <laughs> I mean, it's one of my stories. It's, I think it is, yeah. It's definitely it's in, the, in the, the, the tool belt of stories. Uh, I would say this must have been one of the early Legends Look Back stories. Yeah, I believe that. I don't. I, I don't could see know that. the stories. So that sounds right. It's so that good. sounds horrifying. I would really like a laundry monkey. Is there one that does the dishes too? Is that an option? Dobby. Anytime, Dobby. Dobby. Anytime my wife and I, neither of us want to do the chores. We'll be like, you know, what we need. <laughs> we need a monkey to a train the other monkey <laughs> to do the <laughs> chores. Well, this leads us into the show tonight, which is the fact that you know, for Star Wars being a galaxy with dozens, if not thousands, of ridiculous creatures there are very few pets we're going to talk about mm. some of those pets tonight we're also going to talk about the great stable of pets i mean of creatures even shall we say monsters mm. video editor can insert one of those <laughs> noises right there and like maybe some lightning for halloween oh here we go here we go here i got some. all right we got one here we go monsters Okay. That was, yeah, that could have been better. Let's be honest. So, uh, we're going to talk about. Okay. In case Rick you can't tell, Rick, himself. Rick, got himself, Rick got himself some sound effect buttons. So, yeah. it's going to be a fun show. Uh, also, we're going to talk about which of these monsters we would like to have as our own personal pet. I'm talking about the great creatures, the great monsters of the expanded universe. There's some awesome ones for us to talk about. There's also. Some weird ones, and I can't wait for it. Mm. So, without further ado, Rick, let's go to the zoo. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Legends Look Back, proudly part of the Utini Podcast Network. This is a Star Wars books podcast for people who believe Earthworm Jim is the best video game of all time, and we will never be convinced otherwise where we celebrate our rich EU history as well as dive into lesser-known Star Wars classics. I'm your host, Jared Mays, and I'm joined tonight by my legendary co-hosts, Freddie C. I love Earthworm Jim. I totally forgot about that game. I hadn't thought about it in a while. Uh, it was definitely one of my top 
I would say top ten games. Uh, definitely nostalgia factor, though, for sure. Oh man, I went down a deep YouTube rabbit hole this week, <laughs> all about it. You know who oh, else man. loves him a good YouTube rabbit hole? Our producer Rick Grace. <laughs> hey, I know nothing about Earthworm, whomever. James. Earthworm James. Earthworm Jimothy. I was going to say Jimothy. I'm here, though. Yeah, yeah. You know who else How is How is nobody named Jimothy in real life? I feel like everybody wants to say <laughs> There it. should well, be. We, we got to get a good pet name. Here we go. That would be a, good, a great pet name to go along with her our pet last co-host, snake. Co-host, her last co-host, Jimothy Daybeck. <laughs> to go along with her pet snake, Emily Daybeck. How are you doing, Emily? doing well i had no idea who earthworm jimothy is i had to look him up oh yeah you should I'll, i've, I've got seen some him around though i remember i remember his visage i just have no idea what video game it is it was like a sega genesis game i think yeah that yeah. there was also a sequel okay and then like very cartoony ridiculous over the top super heroic <laughs> is it like pajama turned... sam i remember pajama sam uh, that's a yeah lost on me sorry yeah, but fine. he was like a superhero but he was just a worm in a big bodysuit can we it just talk ri- about Tonka it's ridiculous Ooh, Tonka trucks Man, oh that was a fun game. <laughs> yeah you were such a cool kid Rick such a cool kid <laughs> speaking of cool tell the good folks about what's going on in your face oh yeah my face I, I lost some some facial hair <gasps> um, that's what's different I don't know why I like I can notice when hats change and hair changes, but for some reason facial hair. You're just like, wow, that that guy's uglier than usual, but no idea what it was, right? Um, So yeah, so I decided a long time ago. My church had a trunk or treat, uh, you know, Halloween, and I knew that I was going to be lazy and not clean out my trunk, and so I thought, okay, it'd be kind of funny if I did uh, my theme as. Junk in the trunk. <laughs> no. And, and so no. that was my theme. But I was like, how, so can I, a lot. How, can I, how can I get away with this? And I was like, I'll make it redneck. Because what better way to do that than redneck? Oh, yeah. Excuse the junk in my trunk. And so I so, went all in on Rick, this. Yeah, go ahead. One thing I want to say from my point of view is, uh-huh. is I, was, I, was, I don't usually scroll through Facebook. Never. It's never my thing. For some reason, I had an urge. I had an urge to go and, and just yeah. look at it. Kind of like when Lucas see. dangling from that weather vane in Fire Strikes Back. <laughs> dangling. That's my new word, guys, is dangling. Yeah, dangling, and I see, two syllables. I, speaking of dangling, I see uh, Rick's stomach just on my screen. Dangling. <laughs> so, yeah, dangling. I, I went with a full-on, full-on, no oh, shame. Oh, we got to see. Show the people. No shame, yes. redneck. I got to set it up, though. So, okay. I had, like... okay. I had the cutoff jeans, the cutoff t-shirt, mismatched <laughs> boots. I put all kind. Of, I actually did add some extra junk to my trunk. Wow, that sounds weird. And um, yeah, so here's here's the complete the complete picture. Um, brace yourself. Also, I did modify my face, so the mustache is actually an improvement over what I had to scare the children on Halloween night. Here we go. That's the wrong. Wrong image. Okay, here we go. We got it. We got it. Wait there for it. There it is. Oh, my oh. goodness. It's Rick sitting in the back of his car in his jorts and uh, <laughs> his white upper arms. Uh-huh. Uh, They're there. With the sign. You, I almost taped. don't even recognize you, man. Oh, the, yeah. There's, there's a sign didn't... duct tape to the back of the trunk uh-huh. that says 
something about please excuse the junk in my trunk and uh there's a tarp hanging out of it yeah it's, it's a it's a got an, an ammo box a packing chair there's pieces of wood and trash everywhere uh here's here's the the best seller right there you get the, <laughs> the, the full <laughs> the full experience with the wow. the mutton okay. chop uh chin strap the the girth hanging out the love you mom sharpied on my right arm um, Moving on, in stark sick. contrast to Rick's Halloween, Rick's <laughs> Halloween costume. I got a medal. Oh yeah! Hey, congratulations, everybody! Look at you. Uh, unlike Chewy, yeah. Rick yeah. won an award for this. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, you look and... a lot like that guy I used to buy candy from. They went to uh, <laughs> went to Chick Fil A afterwards, and <laughs> it just looks so gross, man. Did they did so they make gross. you the owner? Uh, they thought about it, man. I I got looks. Let me tell you. It was your uh, pleasure, that's for sure. All right. Oh. Uh, did any of the rest of y'all do Halloween costumes? I didn't get a chance this year. I was occupied on on Monday. Excuses. I think Emily had a nice. A I nice did. Costume. I did. Inspired by your introduction to the white girl fall meme, like what every white girl wears in the fall. Yeah. I I didn't realize that it was such a cultural <laughs> phenomenon. And so I decided for the first time in a very long time to dress up for Halloween. And uh, I bet you can picture it in your mind. I had some a white shirt on and a black vest and some pants. Just went to your closet. Tall boots. <laughs> I did go into my closet. I did buy the vest at Goodwill. Yeah. Thank you very much. And I borrowed a belt from my husband. So it it looks it looks pretty Han Solo-y if I have to say so myself. And uh, I I brought my husband's shirt too, so I brought a couple of things, but I technically didn't buy anything more than the vest for the costume. But yeah, I applaud um, your efforts. Thank you so much. Uh, my culture is not your costume, so thank you. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I love the holster there too. <laughs> oh so yeah, perfect. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. people nice. were like, if it weren't for the belt, I would just think you were wearing clothes. <laughs> like, <laughs> thanks a lot. Belt, it gives You're part it of the problem. Enough. Just enough of this of the spice to, to say, you know what, you know what, that's not just a an outfit, that's a costume, mm. right? Yep. I I Loki after showing my belt buckle collection really need like a legit Han Solo like Ooh, screen cool. authentic belt, mm. the belt buckle, because Han Solo, yeah, because Han Solo big into belt buckles. Yep. What is also it called? Emily. The Corellian stripes down the side too. The blood oh, stripes. Yeah. Blood stripes. Corellian blood stripes. Is there any yeah. Corellian in there? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Freddie, did you dress up? Did you get to do the, the festivities? I, did. I was uh, Prince Isolder. No one knew who I was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that what is now? the beauty of doing a cliche costume is you don't have to explain yourself. Like, I thought about putting, like, a book in my pocket to, like, show people, but I was like, nah. <laughs> this is right. pretty, pretty self-explanatory. That's Freddy, hysterical. Did... I can't tell if you're joking or not. Uh, so, basically... I was Prince Isolder as a vampire. That was my costume. Uh, <laughs> so I had this uh, very sim- If you go to Wikipedia and look up Prince Isolder, I looked like that, but with vampire teeth. That was the difference. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So he's just Fabio. Had the headband. Right? Isn't that his yep, whole thing? Had the long hair, headband. Had like oh, the fantastic. Uh, blouse. <laughs> as a vampire. I love it. I feel so sad that I didn't participate. Next year, I want to buy we'll one of those Bosk masks from Spirit Halloween, Ooh. and then I want to wear it with my Jedi robes and be a Trandoshan Jedi. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. So we'll see if we can pull it together. But that we're going to talk about 
in the spirit of the spooky season, now that it's November and everybody's moved on, we haven't because we're all about the outdated and irrelevant here at Legends Look Back <laughs> as we celebrate the Star Wars expanded universe. We're going to talk about the great monsters of the Star Wars universe. Let's go ahead and get the, the cliche out of the way, Emily, just for you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what is your favorite like uh, movie monster, your favorite monster from the the Star Wars films themselves. Let's go ahead and plow through, you know, the A-list monsters. And I want us to get into, like, D-tier monsters for today's episode. Mm, okay. Who, uh, do you have, like, a favorite of the the, uh, the original trilogy monsters? I mean, I feel like the Noble Tauntaun is, like, it can't be overstated. Mm-hmm. It is, like, reliable. Might be a little smelly. But, man, you need something to get you around in the snow. Mm. Um. As I, I'm a horse girl, so I I really like are you animals. like Valentine yeah. Farfalla? Oh <laughs> uh, well, no. <laughs> I've never seen what's happening below the waist over there. <laughs> this is, after all, a video podcast. Yeah, I'm a horse girl. Turns out I am half uh, not bovine equine. Bovine. Equine. <laughs> half bothan. Um, oh, yeah, no, I, I, I don't know where to take that. <laughs> and I thought they smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> All right. So I mean, Darth Tauntauns Tauntauns is my son, so. That is true. Hey, <laughs> I feel like we need to pull out some strings and a map. The conspiracy theory is adding up. <laughs> Never seen her below the waist. You have. Her son is Celebration, Dar- oh, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, theory's yeah, busted. you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's funny. All right, well, moving on. More. Tauntauns are off the board. That's Emily's favorite original trilogy monster. <clears throat> Who else? Freddy? Ah, mm. ah. You know what, Rick? Go ahead. Go hey, ahead. thank you. Woo-hoo. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, that was I... the, You just skipped over me noise. <laughs> <laughs> it was the, please don't take mine. Please don't take mine. Uh, I'm going to go with the Sarlacc, man. I had nightmares of that thing. Uh, the original un, yeah, un-CGI'd, uh, just the, the pit of teeth in the sand with some tentacles. Um, so you're a no terrifying. beak guy. I mean, I, I like both versions, but the original is what I had very vivid memories of and some some nightmares. So, well, I think we've got a picture of it. The cool thing about the Sarlacc is Legends actually, you know, explores it below the surface, if you will. <laughs> um, <laughs> how many times does Boba Fett get swallowed and escape the Sarlacc pit? In like three times. In Legends, three yeah. times, I think. I think there's two <laughs> confirmed, like one alleged. <laughs> and then there's yeah a retelling of the same event that happens twice in both Tales of the Bounty Hunters and the Bounty Hunter Wars. This has been something that I've looked into recently for reasons. Okay, uh, the taunt, uh, no, Tauntauns and then Sarlax. Sarlax um, get you know explored quite decently in Legends in the Thrawn trilogy. Mara Jade you know was was retconned to have having been to have have having been. That's not right. To have been, past tense, at Jabba's palace. And they refer to the Sarlacc pit as the Great Pit of Carcoon. Mm-hmm. Does that, does that mm-hmm. come from anywhere else? Is that just like a, a Zahn trying to zhuzh it up a bit? I don't know. I, I've heard it as the Pit of Carcoon, but I don't know if it's just from, from Thrawn uh, or what. Um, that is just one of those things that's cemented into my legend's brain. Yeah. As yeah. like one of those little legends it, factoids that if you look on uh oh man, we're gonna mention it twice, so get your toothpick holders ready. Uh 
in Star Wars Galaxies, if you there open the map, there if it is. you open I... the map <laughs> and you look for points of interest, <laughs> you will see the uh, pit of Carcoon. Like, that's, oh, that's it calls what it's it called. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's all right. Jabba S- Skuma Joe says Jabba calls it the pit of Sarcoon in Return of the Jedi. What do you speak, Huttese now, Skuma Joe? Is that what this is? <laughs> all right. Hey, uh, hey, hey! Uh, oh, uh, oh, oh. Okay, this Rick is has found something. Yes, in the archives. <laughs> this is Either like that. I said, one of the first Star Wars books I had as a kid before I knew there were other Star Wars books, and it says it. They were awaiting the fate that Jada Jabba. Wow. Had, to, had decreed for them to be thrown into the great pit of Carcoon. Oh, so oh, it's oh. there. I got that one. I got that one. So, okay. So is that like maybe <laughs> the pit <laughs> of Carcoon? It's like it, it, could, it wasn't just a normal Sarlacc pit. It was like a legendary pit of Isn't Carcoon. It? Like, Gosh, yeah. like, like the big one. Yeah. It's I like the like big Sarlacc a, pit. There's I feel like there's Sarlacc a legend pits. that the Sarlacc pit was some sort of monster in an asteroid that crashed into Tatooine and ended up making residence there. I'm not Sounds right. They they've sure done some, they've done more with oh. them in recent canon. There's like yeah. a whole thing where he's there's there's a baby Sarlacc at Doc Ondar's shop at Batuu and it's a whole thing. It's Han yeah. Solo. They're very disturbing. Uh, Star very, Wars is weird, guys. Yeah. You heard so it here weird. first, folks. Yeah. Yeah. It's However, sort of like uh, an animal pitcher plant where it's just like sitting sure. there. Uh-huh. And just I like the scene. I love the scene in Kenobi where Anna, uh, the, the what's the teenage girl? Oh, ah, okay, Annalyn. She's Anna, her daughter. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Is riding no, the no. Uh, the dewback across? Is it a dewback? No, yeah. it's a. Uh, yeah. It's no. Not, oh. No. Eopi. Eopi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Across the, like the a pit of sarlacc, uh, a field of sarlacc pits. A field kind, of like, sarlacc. Like pits. baby sarlacc pits. That's crazy. Anyway, it's a great scene. Good book. All right. Uh, here's who else gets to pick. I asked the question, so uh, I have to go see. last. Is that how it goes? Uh, I haven't gone yet, so this one's don't a tough one. Pick? I've got a few. I, I don't want to take your pick, so I'm going to say one that I know probably isn't your pick. Uh, I like Nexu. I'm a big fan of Nexu. I feel like it's like a, what is it? Like a tiger, cat, wolf. Dinosaur. With Dinosaur, razor blade teeth and razor blade, yeah. six eyes. Yeah. yeah, I would like to have a pet Acklay and a pet ne- uh, pet Nexu for sure. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that more before the episode's over. There is a very iconic Nexu Ooh. in Legends. Ooh, yeah. Also, oh, I, I love that this that one. Thing. This thing, my wife, I was telling her about the episode, and she said, "Oh, is that the thing that conveniently scratches Padme's <laughs> blouse in just yes. the right way? Just perfectly." Yeah. For. What was it, 1990 yeah. or 1999 or? 2001. 2002. 2001, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, a 2001 yeah. thing. <laughs> yep. Very much so. All right. My pick <laughs> is Rankers. There we go. Yeah, very much a Britney Spears thing. Yeah, Rankers. <laughs> Rankers. Nothing like Britney I knew Spears. It. But I didn't say Rankers. A great, a great <laughs> uh, classic yeah, Star Wars creature. I do love the way that they're developed in Legends. We'll come back to that more mm-hmm. in a minute. I think the defining thing about the Ranker. Other than the fact, <laughs> I, now I call them that. Yeah. We've joked about it for so long, I can't stop yeah. calling them that. About the Rancors is, it. first of all, they've got like a like a keeper. There's like a dude uh-huh. who trains them. Yeah. But friends like Malak- Malakili. Yeah. His story is really good in Tales of uh, Jabba's Palace. Very it good. Is. Yeah. Um, but also, I think what makes them really 
work is the fact that the nostrils are above the eyes. Mm. That, oh, yeah. to me, is the defining characteristic. The There's another crazy thing. Above the eyes. Right? Go ahead. It's an arachnid. It's like it's like part arachnid, I think. That's like the species of it. But it doesn't have eight limbs. <sighs> well, part arachnid. <laughs> uh, I would are... say half. <laughs> I'm going to give that one a solid. I'm going to give that one a solid. <laughs> but also, we're going to come back to, there's at least one more creature tonight that we're going to talk about that has eight limbs. Are they part arachnid? Who knows? Anyway, there's some great classic, uh, you know, original trilogy and or, you know, Freddy's reference, the prequel monster here. Uh, Rick, I think we've got a spread with, with some, some film, some movie monsters. Uh, let us know your favorite movie monster. We've picked uh, Tauntauns, Nexu, Sarlacc, and... Uh, the one I said. Rankers, right, Rancors. So anyway, let us know your favorite <laughs> Ooh, you movie monster. Any, any, others, <laughs> any others that we haven't mentioned that deserve at least a quick shout out here before we before we move on to the, the about, Legends monsters proper? How about the top uh right or top left hand corner there? That's a pretty popular one. I'm sure we all recognize. The, the Wampa. The trouble with the Wampa oh, yeah. is it's introduced in the special edition. Yeah. Mm. So in the original, all you see is just the hand, right? In the face. What about... Uh, you don't get the full in... body until 97. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't think it's a bad design. I just... I don't know. At least it's a little bit of cred for me. Mm. It, been, it, you know, it may not matter, but... You know, which one right. does not lose cred for me is the crate Dragon. The, the crate Dragon is awesome because you only see the skeleton in the original films. And then that's where the expanded universe jumps in to expand the the lore, right? And uh, also we're going to talk about the crate dragon in uh, in Kotor because it's kind of just like a schleppy, chubby boy mm. hanging out in a cave, sitting <laughs> on his pearls. My man. <laughs> so uh, some great some great uh, movie characters. Let's talk about uh, movie monsters. Let's talk about the great. Legend specific monsters. Now, here's how we're going to do this. We're going to run down a list of the carefully curated list that I put together in a couple hours today and last night. And uh, then at the after we've gone through them all, we're going to come back around and rank them in a top ten fashion. Are we ready? Mm. So, in no particular order, Freddie is going to lead us off with <laughs> the Balyeg. Yeah, the Balyeg. Uh... So Balyag shows up in Blood Ties, and it's a scene where we see Boba Fett uh, surrounded by a bunch of thugs with very menacing-looking weapons and faces. And he he's I think talk, just talking to himself, or you know he's it's in his head talking about how he's why he's not afraid of the situation. And then immediately it cuts into the next scene where uh, you see Jango Fett training Boba Fett to face. Fear, right? To face fear and, and never be afraid of it. And sends him into the cave at the ripe old age of probably like eight or nine or something like that. Fantastic parenting. <laughs> <laughs> and Second yeah, only to Rick uh, having his cats bite his kids to keep them in line. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And, uh, you know, his goal is to get the tooth from the Valiag and uh, gets it. And that's probably one of the most intense creatures. He's it's humongous. It's I would say Boba Fett is the size of the tooth, if I remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Big one. 
Definitely. It's a it's a very iconic, uh, you know, very iconic imagery. Also a great way to kick off the story. And mm-hmm. then, I mean, that's just, it's literally the beginning of this entire epic saga is, it's, you know, the equivalent of like the birthday spanking. Just like, all right, here we go, boy. And uh, pushes him out the nest to go retrieve the tooth. And then it does come back around, the Bayek tooth before the end of the story. So very good from Boba Fett Blood Ties, the Balyeg, an iconic Legends monster. Who else we got? Oh, it's my turn. Rick, show the good folks what a Gizka is. I was talking to my kids about the uh, this episode before it, and I was like, hey, you know, I'll show you which ones we're talking about. I had to edit a couple of these out. They were too scary. They said, show us the cute ones. I let <laughs> off with this bad boy, the Gizkas. What Here's the deal about the, the Gizkas. What is yeah. that? This is uh, like a fossil. It's an extremely reproductive amphibian. What? That makes his home on the Ebon Hawk in Knights of the Old Republic. (laughs) So there's a planet that you go to, and one of them comes up to you and smiles, and you pet it, and you're like, "Oh, what's up, cute little fella?" And then he like imprints on you. And if I remember this correctly, goes and makes his home in the Ebon Hawk. The Gizkas are notorious for like destroying electrical wiring so they like start chewing on the ship messing things up all the crew members on the ship get upset they're like bro you got to kick these out of here and so depending on if you've taken the light path or the dark path you can either find a way to murder them <laughs> or you for the light find, path right <laughs> or you have to find a way to you know creatively get them to relocate off the ship i don't want to spoil it for you know how to because it really is all right, this is a game that's like light and dark and Sith Lords mm-hmm. and you know, you're know you slaying monsters. But then also you have to figure out how to deal with the Gizka infestation on your ship. Yeah. And I believe that if you try to strangle one, somewhere along the line they, they reproduce more. <laughs> and so you have to find a more creative solution to get rid of them. And so in the, this is like the most critically acclaimed Star Wars video game ever made. And one of the plot points is that if you mess this plot bat if you mess this plot up bad enough, your ship will be literally teeming with hundreds of Gizka. They'll be <laughs> up under your feet. You'll be squishing them. Candorous Ordo, the Mandalorian, will be like, "I hate these dang things." You know, it's like, oh, it's it's hilarious. How many Gizkas did you try to strangle, Jared? <laughs> I don't have like a number off the top of my head, hundreds. but I know for sh- I know for sure I've strangled at least a couple of dozen Gizka. I mean, that's. Uh, <laughs> Just like anybody. Which ended up with hundreds <laughs> of them infesting your ship. Yeah, no, they can, they're just hopping everywhere. And your gameplay. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a whole, it's a great little side quest. That's so funny. Delightful, that even. Sound, yeah. You know yeah, what else is delightful? Uh, <laughs> Our next monster tonight, also from Knights of the Old Republic, the Tarentatech. The Tarentateks are dubbed... Yeah, Emily, I want to hear you try to say Tarentatech, all right? Tarentatech. No, there's a reason I didn't choose that one. Tarentatech. No. What? Rick, is this one of those words that if you spell it backwards is the oh exact gosh. same word? No, it's that definitely like not. like a straight up Pokemon. 100%. Oh, it is. Yeah, or no, it's this definitely more Digimon, I would say. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Uh, legendary Digimon. quality. The Tarentatech's yeah. business card says Tarentatech, colon, straight up Pokemon. <laughs> also, within the universe, they're dubbed Jedi killers. Tarentatechs oh, were, oh. if I remember correctly, they're introduced to Knights of the Old Republic. They're in a handful of other titles as well. They're like an ancient creature that were bioengineered to, and I'm pulling all this uh, out of my butt here. Um, 
I think they can sniff. They were engineered to sniff out like bombs on planets, and then by the Jedi, and then some way or the Sith maybe somewhere along the way they developed a taste for force infused meat, and they it backfired. They they oh you've never had it before. (laughs) They began to feast like wagyu beef. Yeah, you got (laughs) to slow cook it. You got to slow cook it. (laughs) So they they uh, they hunt the Jedi, and so then like. Eventually, I think they dump them on the moon of Bogan, and so the moon of Bogan. You got Ashlyn Bogan, like this this old school George Lucas concept of light and dark, and the Dawn of the Jedi uh, comics in the book. There, there's there's like a horde of them on the moon of Bogan, which is super metal. They have yeah, <laughs> it totally I'd, is metal shred. I'd like yeah for sure. Yeah, I'd like to hear a heavy metal band called uh, the Horde of Torrentatex. Anyway. Um, good name actually getting off the rails in KOTOR they're like whenever you get to the darkest scariest places ever you're like "Mm, I bet you there's a Tarentatech in here (laughs) so like the underbelly of of Kashyyyk like the the bottom floor like the ground floor not up in the branches um, where they're wearing their red robes and celebrating life day we're talking about the basement oh man they're down there pretty scary one of them has like a rusted sword stuck in its side you've got to retrieve it Ooh. As a mission, it's it's very metal. Um, wow. Yeah, I've got a lot more to say about it, but let's move on. So so far, we've got Balyeg, Gizkas, and Tarentatech. Who's up next? Emily. Yes. This is definitely just OG. as frightening. Definitely just as frightening as Tarentatech, isn't it? Uh, if you are force sensitive, possibly um, the Isla Miri. Uh, from Heir to the Empire. So they're Thrawn's little pet sloths that just kind of like hang around your neck and block force. Um, they they, they like create like little anti-force bubbles. Um, and so it, it prevents the force from working when you're around them. It's like classic legends. You can't read a legends book without a reference to one of these, I think. <laughs> right? They're in a lot of books, that's for sure. I mean, I've actually I feel got like they're a, in like most of them. Got a little action figure here, like a classic '90s Thrawn with a Salamari oh, around his neck. Nice. So that's cool. That's right. That's I think right. we that's did. Really you get that cool. in in uh, Orange County <gasps> when we went? I might have. I think <laughs> I, think I did. did. Yeah, awesome. And to yeah, because you they walked are in the like, store. Yeah, you walked in the store, Freddie, and you were just like, you walked right to it. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Star Wars things, and you just like had a homing beacon. You could, you could sense that bubble, that force. Yeah. Uh, it, so, force so they, the, the basic idea is they like evolved, you know, in the jungle to to repel their natural predator. Is that right? Mm-hmm. The yeah, the Vornskers. Vornskers. Yeah. Who's talking? Who's talking about the Vornskers? Speaking of the Vornskers. Yeah. <clears throat> they are the uh, the animal, the creature that hunts. Yeselamari, Yeselam, Yeselamari. Yeah, you didn't uh, say that half as elegantly as Emily. I'm going to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, is it Mercur? Uh, and they sniff the absence of the force. No, take that. There's no force here. So yeah, so they do. It's pretty cool. Yeah, what is that? Is like a, a wolf? This is uh, an image from. Yeah, it's like a wolf. Uh, this like is an image from part from Gungan. One of the, the the Thrawn trilogy comic adaptations, mm-hmm. so very cool. So these these form like a, a great little, it's great world building, you know, to have, um, yeah. 
as Luke and Mara are trekking through the jungle, both not just Ysalamari, but also the Vornskers and um, the way they play off each other and both kind of form this this ecosystem on Mirkur. Then, eventually, later on in the universe, as one of our honorable mentions, we've got a much more terrifying Yuzhan Vong um, bioengineered version of the Vornskurs called the Voxen. Ooh. And the Voxen are featured as the major villain in Star by Star, one of the, mm. the pivotal New Jedi Order novels. And so these Voxen are bioengineered by the Yuzhan Vong mm. with Vornskurs, and then like one of their own poisonous beasts to hunt a Jedi so they can sniff them out and then they uh, poison them. There's more to it than that. But then they've got to go hunt down the Voxen Queen because they only successfully cloned, they only successfully engineered one and then they were cloning it. Mm-hmm. And so it forms like a great plot. And I don't want to spoil it, but it's it's juicy. That does sound good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling like next year, on uh, Legends Look Back, we just do nothing but the new Jedi Order the entire year. <laughs> or at least, like, I don't know, like a season, a quarter. We're teasing it. We're working on it. We'll That's see. That's not a bad idea. I like that. A lot of reading. It's a great though. idea. Yeah, Rick's like, I don't know if I have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's not enough audiobooks, but I still Maybe am intrigued. One day. I'm intrigued. Maybe one day. Okay, so we've got Balia, Gizkis, Torrentotex, Isalamiri, Vornskurs. We talked a little bit about the Voxen. Uh, who else we got here? Uh, we've the... got Dagobah Spiders. Yeah. So Ralph McQuarrie, this is something that, uh, it was a concept art that first appeared in Darksaber, also featured in Junior Jedi Knights, Anakin's Quest, Star Wars Rebels, which is my first encounter with it, and most recently in The Mandalorian. So there's these like little like squid spider type things. So they like, can you show the picture, Rick? I'm trying to find (laughs) it. I know it's somewhere. (laughs) It's like, all right, well, I'll just explain. All right, there are these like cool little like, Spider creepy nope, things that's that have <laughs> <laughs> that is a Digaba spider. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Gosh, it's like a knobby R- white spider. Yeah. There, there you go. There it yeah. is. And so they later creepy. grew into gnarled trees. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's, this is. It's really nuts. This is some rich lore. I love the way that these have been brought back around. Yeah. It's such an iconic Ralph McQuarrie design. You know. That, so. So that comes from from Dave Filoni. Uh, <laughs> we were just talking about before the show, but when when I <laughs> saw Dave Filoni, he likes to doodle a lot. I mean, he's a doodler. He's a, he's a cartoonist or or drawer. He he's very good at what he does, right? And uh, he he loves Macquarie. He loves his art. He he's fascinated by it. And if you notice, the person who's who is now not just in charge of 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 not uh, what is it Mandalorian, but I feel like some some pretty big decisions bringing back some some of that classic stuff Dave Filoni mm-hmm. into our feature films mm. so or shows at least Disney shows yeah so Definitely. cool to see some of this stuff oh yeah speaking of old school designs brought back around Freddie we've got another <laughs> one of these old school designs that's recently been brought back into canon yes uh, best canon character of all time who jibs <laughs> the the who? The who? What? Jibs. No. What is this? Is not. <laughs> this is this your is canon character right here. This is this is what the air, the phase this three is, is going to be about. The Hoojibs. Seuss. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so the Hoojibs, uh first appeared in uh, ep- uh, I think it was Marvel Star Wars, the original Marvel Star Wars, nineteen seventy-seven. Oh yeah, some old school uh, stuff. Yeah, issue fifty-six, 
And if I remember correctly, so they're telepathic rodents. Uh, they look like bunnies. Uh, and they're and they're energy feeding rodents. Indigenous. Uh, I'm gonna read the book here because it's uh, it's been a while. It's been uh, pretty. I'm pretty sure I read this like. No shame in that, Freddie. You Fifteen gotta do years. What you got to do sometimes. <laughs> All right. So, uh, hujibs are a species of sentient telepathic energy feeding rodents indigenous to the planet oh. Abra, existing peacefully in a geothermic cave. Hujibs are a menace by an alien slivith. Pretty sure I said that right. Uh, but assisted the assist the alliance to restore the republic in defeating the monster and establishing a base inside the crystal cave following the battle of Hoth. So they are heroes. I remember this being alliance. one of the more interesting, quirky, and like memorable Marvel, like old school Marvel stories. Yeah, like one of my top five, probably. It's really good. I th- I think that Joxie and Trevor talked about these on the Star Wars archives. So check out our Patreon over there for their their Hujibs episode. I know for a fact that this has come up. I could not tell you which episode it was. So you got to listen to all fifty episodes <laughs> in order to find <laughs> it. You're go. gonna love it. Good luck. And uh, Hujibs, we got we got a, like a vast array of of threat level with these beasts tonight, don't we? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's definitely the other end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of threat level, Oof. take us to the next one, Rick. Yeah, so I just encountered these creatures in my reading journey. I uh, read Red Harvest, which is a Star Wars Jedi. Uh, not Star Wars Jedi. It's a Star Wars zombie book. There's Jedi. Um, and uh, spoiler for that book, but um, it's all about this engineered kind of Sith cultist plague, the Morikami Orchid <laughs> Plague, and it infects all these Sith uh, students, but it also infect, infects... Uh, some tauntauns, and so you have. Uh, that's still a hujib. Um, you st- you have these zombie tauntauns that are absolutely oh terrifying. Gosh. Yeah, that's right. And there's zombies and inside of the tauntaun. This is uh, yeah, I could not show my children yeah. for the record. Yeah, that's right. That's good that's to keep the children fine. away. But I want to remind you also that this audiobook was quite um off the path as far as like quality and. Um, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> stuff goes. And so I can't remember exactly how they portray these in the book. It's either comical or terrifying, but there's no middle middle ground in that <laughs> book. Uh, no, there so, is not. Um, yeah, but it definitely was yeah. memorable. All right, what sound, if you don't remember, what sound do you think a zombie tauntaun makes? Because the tauntaun is kind of like a... Yeah. Yeah, yours is better. Um, All right, one of us has to scream at the top of our lungs while another one of us makes the regular tauntaun noise. Ready? Ah! We don't have to do it. Okay. All right, good. Yeah. Okay, is shaking her head profusely. Jumped again. See, Emily, that face you just made is exactly the face you're going to make the entire time that you read Red Harvest. You're like, make it stop. Please make it stop. That was good. It just was... No, I'm just saying it's like, it's a lot to take in. It is... Yeah. Woo. I want to know like more to about the Jedi botanist, though, man. I like to listen to it when oh, yeah. it snows because yeah. the book has got like this uh, the snowy landscape of oh, it yeah, all, and so I like to I like to run through the cemetery mm. in the snow and listen to Red Harvest when I'm really in the mood. Seance. Dude, <laughs> you're gonna get tripped by like a vine and scream and pee your pants and run home because <laughs> you're gonna be like, oh, it's happening! <laughs> I knew this day would come." <laughs> 
first time first time I tried Red Harvest, it was too much for me and I quit it. I was oh, like, nice. not about to do that. That's so funny. <laughs> it's it's That's right. gory for sure. I was like, get this devil stuff out of here. Yeah. But I came back around. Yep, yep. I had to conquer my fears the old fashioned way. Just like Luke's Jedi Academy students had to do on their very first mission after the uh the Jedi Academy trilogy in the graphic novel, the, the little comics miniseries from Dark Horse back in the late 90s, Jedi Academy Leviathan, where they have to go and uh, take down an ancient, thought to be extinct, bioengineered serpentine monster with face tendrils and four eyes, little beady eyes on this gigantic monster, and razor sharp teeth. Rick, we got an image of uh, the Leviathan there. Yeah, in the background of. Uh, the Jedi Academy Leviathan graphic novel cover. You got uh, Kip Duron and Borsk82. Dorsk. Borsk is a different guy. Dorsk82, Kip Duron, Tion, and the crew. You know, all those weirdos. So they got to go take down this big old dragon. It's pretty cool. Cool. Yeah, just like... I would say... I'd say kind of like a... It is, it is a fun, it's called here in the in the chat, who is this? Uh, Skuma Joe says it's a fun little comic. It is. I like seeing that crew of students have to go do a mission um, after they've graduated the academy. Mm, yeah, um, that's cool. Or like maybe it's their last trial to become Jedi Knights. It's I don't remember. It's been a while. But it's kind of like the Proto-Zillow Beast. Like this gigantic ancient monster that yeah. is uh, ruining everybody's days. You know who will never ruin anybody's days? Our next Best. pick, and that is Murd. Emily, is this one yours? Who's doing Murd? Oh, I could read it. I have no idea what this is. Uh, Republic Commando? Is that from where it's from? Yeah. It's, yeah. It, oh, that's right. It's uh, is a strill, the hermaphroditic six-legged pet of the Mandalorian <laughs> Waylon Val, capable yeah, of... Fly gliding like Buzz Lightyear and flying squirrels. Yeah. Real name is Lord Myrtleon. <laughs> uh, known for smelling. <laughs> <laughs> I teed her up with no, this one. She can't even get through it. For smelling super dank and kicking separatist <laughs> butt. That, I'm going to need a picture of that. I'm sorry. So oh, it's a there's actually a. There's a great picture on the Wook of Murd. Yeah. His tongue is sticking out of his head, like looping around in a big old circle. It's, it's like a, like a think of like your your average uh, golden retriever with an incredibly long uh, tongue, like cartoonishly Murd. long. Yeah, yeah, and it's got like and it's extra skin, which is somehow important. Extra skin like a basset hound. Yeah, so it can it's glide. Not- <laughs> it can glide like a squirrel, you know, like a flying squirrel. It, I, it, in, on Coruscant, it glides in between buildings on like a uh, an undercover strike team mission. It's the oh, yeah, that's scene. Right. And, and uh, was that the second Republic Commando book? What a weird animal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, what's so, fun, it's like a golden retriever. I cannot see it now. What's, what's like fun that is mixed that, with like a bat. Uh, the, the Mandalorians <laughs> that you spend time with, they just think this thing is the stinkiest creature yeah. on planet Earth. But yeah. what's funny is like they're in helmets. Like how are they smelling this thing through their helmets? Anyway, it's it's a great little can little bit just, of character can we just and talk humor. About how awesome the adjective "dank" is because yeah, I feel yeah. like it's the best thing ever. At yeah. celebration, one of the High Republic authors um, he mentioned this group called the Dank 
Grax, I think. Is that who it was? And I couldn't yeah, get that out of my head. Yeah, it's Daniel Jose Older. That's, That's a very right. Daniel. That's right. Va- very Daniel Jose Older thing to say. Oh, my gosh. It was like the best, one of the best moments of celebration. I w- it was hysterical to me. He right, doodled before, on a napkin. Before we, that's right, very dank. The dank murd. Mm. Shout out to murd. Mm. Um, <laughs> we've got a vast array of, of uh, Star Wars Expanded Universe monsters here. Before we rank them, any others that, does, there we go. Thank you, Rick, <laughs> oh, for finding our image of murd. I didn't, I didn't cue it up, but what a great illustration. Oh my gosh. I'm about to make this my phone background. <laughs> Six I legged. Love this. Six legged. Man. It looks all crumply. Murder is a real one. Murder. Yeah, it's got all this extra saggy skin. Um, and, and then you just kind of think like, oh, it's kind of like a basset hound. And then it friggin' flies. And it's, yeah, you learn that it's, so cool. uh, it's there for a reason. All right. Uh, now, before we rank, do our definitive Legends Look Back top 10 the greatest monsters in the Star Wars Expanded Universe. Any others that need to make the list here? Freddie, I saw that you had one more <laughs> that you wanted to add. Yeah, yeah. So there's a a creature I I really like, honestly, and it's it's I feel like it's been in a couple things, uh, definitely in Star Wars Galaxies, and uh, there it is. You yeah, there it is. That's the second one, uh, it, and the Bolotar is is it's like one of the it, it's it's basically let's see we've got some pictures right. It's basically like a a giant lizard that you we're get keeping to around. We're on. keeping Rick very busy tonight with the images. Thank you. Rick. Oh yeah, we are. Yeah, thanks, Rick. And uh, yeah, so so in Kashyyyk, it's obviously very very foresty, hard to get around in in a vehicle. So these are your main means of transport throughout the forests of Kashyyyk. Uh, you do have to get it though; it's not it's not it's not something you get for free. Uh, but it's like a giant lizard, almost like a fractal. Ah, I've got fractals. a we've got a new member at our church who's like I don't know, close to our age. And uh, these couples are into Star Wars. And she was telling me the other day, oh, I'm really into Star Wars. Like more than I was talking to her husband thinking he was. And it was sexist to me uh, to think that the, you know, that the dude was more into Star Wars than the wife. It was. I'll admit it. And then she said, he said, she's actually more into it than me. And she said, oh, yeah, I even still play. I don't know if you've heard of it. The classic Star Wars MMO. And I thought for I thought for a second there she was about to say Star Wars Galaxies, and then she said Star Wars The Old Republic. And uh, I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I play. I was like, I play Sword Tour. But yeah, I was we, like, oh, we're about to have to introduce you to Freddie C. Are we having confession <laughs> the time? classic. Are we having confession here? Because... I mean, this episode is off the rails, so say what you, say what you got to say, Rick. Whenever you like meet somebody new and they're like, Oh yeah, I love Star Wars. And then you kind of have to play the, maybe just me, but like the one-up game of, oh, really? Oh, have you uh, read the comics? Oh, have you read the books? Oh, do you have a Star Wars podcast that show you know on the air every Thursday night at eight thirty, nine thirty Eastern? You know, like <laughs> it is so funny. It's like yeah. it, it's totally a competition. Uh, like on, I do the on Halloween, I met a guy who was like, "Oh yeah, I'm a big Star Wars fan." It's like, "Oh yeah, you're like I work that's, for that's a Star cute. Wars company." <laughs> He's like, "Oh," and I was like, "I'm on I'm on a, a Star Wars podcast." He's like, "Oh well, which books do you do?" I'm like, "Oh, well, the Legends books." He's like, "Okay, but which ones?" I'm like, yeah. all, all of them. We read them all. Like, yeah, I never know. <laughs> Russian roulette, which one we're getting that. next month. That's yeah. Right. But Star Wars uh, is I, for everybody. I don't want to be a gatekeeper. Right. I kind of do the opposite, Rick. I downplay it because. That's what I do. 
I have so much, much to say about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. I have so much to say. I People like to like, test. Right. I see I like a kid. To test. A, I see a kid in a Baby Yoda shirt, and I'm like, "Hey, you like Star Wars?" And he's like, "Yeah." yeah. I'm like, "Me too." See you later. But then, <laughs> <laughs> there's other times where I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Like somebody's like, it's "Hey, true. Jared, like yeah. Star Wars," and I'm just like, "Yeah, I do. I do." Yeah, yeah, that's how it is with and me. I'm and just, it's like, oh. <sighs> you know, Nia, Nia, we'll we'll meet some friends, and she'd be like, "Oh yeah, he loves Star Wars." I'm like, "Oh yeah." Star Wars, I like Star Wars. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you kind of have to you, like the Yuselamari. You got to sniff around a bit and yeah. see, mm. you know, or is it the Vornskers? Like the, the Vornskers. Let's yeah. try this again. Like the Vornskers. <laughs> you got to sniff around a bit and see. Like, like hey, Hoojibs, and they're like, oh, I love Hoojibs. And they're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> if I if now I discover the person is willing to go there, because a lot of times, unfortunately, what you get is somebody who wants to dump on. The prequels, mm-hmm. or the yeah. sequels, or Dave Filoni, or no you interest. name it, and I'm yeah. like, I'm not doing that. But if you want to get nerdy, I'll yeah. show you my collection. Come on up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Speaking of nerdy, let's get into our quick honorable mentions here. Uh, before we move on, let's save the second one. We did the Vox in. All right. There's two that both start with G. I want to hear Rick try to disambiguate these two. Well, let's see here. The redneck Rick would say, "Go, Rog." But I'm going to go with uh, Gorog. The Gorog is a major mm-hmm. boss that you have to battle in the Force Unleashed 2. Mm-hmm. I believe we have pictures of both the Gorog and the Gorax, which is coming Ooh, up Gorax. next. Very I don't. Gorax. So oh, hey, we do. Beast. Cool. What is the Gorax, Freddy? Gorax what? is a large, large primate-looking, hairy, uh, Bigfoot kind of character. <laughs> Uh, wow. That lives on Endor and harasses anything <laughs> <laughs> and everyone. I'm and everyone. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's the. It's the, like a troll Sasquatch. Yeah, it, it's basically a, just a troll, right? A giant, very, troll. very uh, powerful creature. That's for sure. Have yeah. y'all? This, um, is, this is the mage, the major uh, villain in Caravan of Courage. Interesting. Okay. Other than the constraints of. Making a 1980s <laughs> made-for-TV movie. Have uh, nice. Have y'all played the new Battlefront 2 uh, Ewok Hunt mode? Ewok Hunt mode. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, no, I played the story mode and never touched it again. I gotcha. <laughs> um, well, the whole premise is is you're a stormtrooper and you're in the dark on uh, Endor and you're being hunted by Ewoks. Aye. You're also yeah. You're, <laughs> you're also trying to 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 hunt the Ewoks if if you can and be like the last one standing to escape the planet. But once you get on killed, no way. Once you get killed by an Ewok, you become an Ewok and you're trying to get all the other stormtroopers. But like that game by itself, it can be pretty creepy because you can't yeah, see that you're surrounded by sound effects. But if they threw one of these guys in there, I would wet my pants. Like okay. it would be game over. Like I would flip over the couch. So I really hope they just drop that in one day. It'd be fun. This is... Uh, the, the way that the indoor lore... In the, the way that the indoor lore is developed after Return of the Jedi in both the, the Ewoks cartoon and in both the Ewoks movies is bazonkers. And you can quote me on that. Uh, the fact that these were there the whole time and somehow they never bumped into them in Return of the <laughs> Jedi is... Yeah. Also, the way these are like... They're I guess there. it's... I guess they're like, uh, they're like stop everywhere. motion or whatever in that movie. The way that these are articulated, or maybe there's an actor in a suit, it's so vivid and yeah. 
bizarre. Oh, they're they're pretty cool. So definitely making I don't know, like maybe like the ten spot on my list. Not not the top of the list, but definitely deserve a place at least in the honor. <laughs> not on the mentions. bottom. <laughs> not to be confused with the Gorog, which Rick talked about there, the big boss from the Force Unleashed two. You got the Gorax from Caravan of Courage, and the Gorog, which you know basically looks like a Rancor with extra tusks, right? It does. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then we've also got um, the pets. Let's talk a little bit about the pets here as we wind up. We're going to end it where we began it, and that is if you could have. Uh, we we got to do this. We got to do our ranking first, don't we? Before we get onto the pets. Oh yeah. Before we Top get onto 10. the pets. All right. How would you rank these out of the ten? Out of the ten, like who's top of the list? Maybe we can we go ten up to one. What's the, what's the right way to do this? Should we do top we, five? Top five. Let's do top five. I like that. It gives us some that some choices. Does okay. Uh, Are we doing who, scariest or most important? What's uh, we, our we, we create criteria. our own criteria. All right. Ranker. All right. I'd say like what iconic or. Most well developed, the scariest. What, what do y'all think? What's I your think book? I think scariest. The Our scariest ex- monsters in Star Wars. Legends. What about important? Yeah. I like scary, important. important. Yeah, I like scary. All right, so important is a sub factor. Scary is uh, the primary factor here. The t- right. the five scariest monsters in Star Wars Legends. Can you count a ranker? I mean. Or are we going to count those just as movie monsters? Because they are in, Listen, you know, the courtship yeah. of Princess Leia, the the Dathomiri Force witches ride those suckers. Yeah, it, there's a lot of Bane, legends. Bane fights them on the yeah, uh, on Lehan. Ranker, yeah. Rankers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it too. <laughs> you think we can give Rankers like a, an honorable mention, or like the like an asterisk? They're legends. Yeah. 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 All right. Sure. So we'll give that a we'll give that the asterisk. So our number Make five. Sure to say spot. it with the legends dialect. Let's let's Ranker. let's talk about our contenders, right. and then we'll put them in order of of, of one to five. So okay. I'm gonna say that uh, I'd like to see the Gorax make you know bottom of the list at least. I I would say now that I know about the Torrentatex, I yeah, am pretty cool. Pretty terrifying. I'm but terrified the, of those. Yeah, number one spot. That got more that got more uh, more action than my. Recommendation for the Gorax, which got nothing but crickets. So. Gorax, pass. Okay. It was an honorable mention. Uh, what about the Leviathan? Yeah. It's definitely crickets. big. Okay. And definitely uh. scary. So I, I think it could be like a five. It could be like a five. Okay. Selamiri, number two. All right. But are they scary or is Thrawn the scary one? They're important. Because Thrawn uses them. Yeah, they drive the they drive to mess the whole people plot. up. They do drive the plot. They're the key. And if you're a Jedi, you must be terrified the moment you realize your your powers are being dampened. How about how about Voxen? <sighs> For even though y'all haven't all read, you know, Star by Star yet, my description I feel like it resonated with y'all earlier. Yeah, bioengineered by the Yuuzhan Vong <laughs> using yeah. the Vorn screws yeah, that hunt Force sensitive creatures. Yeah. All right, so we're, we're going to yeah. put them on the list. We got, we got. I don't know if we showed it off earlier. We got a Voxen photo, a Voxen image of. Uh, we got Alima Rar and Anakin Solo facing off against uh, a Voxen on the Yuuzhan Vong world ship above the planet Mirker. I think Do it's we? been ten years since I read this. Do we have that picture? Okay, oh hey! Oh my goodness! I found it, and it is terrifying. Ooh. It's dinosaur. 
Oh yeah, yeah dinosaurs <laughs> with many legs. <laughs> many legs. That's right. Eight legs. Just to make them faster. That's great. Is that making it an arachnid? That Freddy? is just a full-on T-Rex in the background. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Even all right. T-Rex, so... is it about the Balieg? Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely, yeah, definitely deserves a spot. So, so far, we've got Balieg, Tarentatech. Did anybody second Ysalamari? Nah, they're Silence. not really scary, but they're important. Nobody, yeah. nobody else supported it, Freddie. Sorry. Digaba spiders. We got Vorinsker, uh, we got Voxen. We got Leviathan, so we need a fifth spot. We need one more to get us up to five. Freddie says the spiders. What do yeah, we think? Yeah, those are good. They're important and they're scary. And I'll say this: they I showed it. it. I showed it to my kids earlier. All these, all these monsters. I did not show them the Tauntaun. I showed oh, them yeah. all the other ones. That's true. And the Dagobah spider was the only one that was so scary that my kids ran away. Mm. Ooh. You go. I mean, giant spiders are always a win. That's why there's one in like every fantasy series. <laughs> so um, I could get on board with that. Yeah. And they so, turn into trees. Let's Crazy. put that's that one. We don't need to get into that right now. We're running out of time. <laughs> the trees thing. You go to you go to Star Wars archives for that one. I know they did like a Mandalorian <laughs> recap episode where they got into that. Okay, so we got the spiders, the Leviathan, the Voxen. The Tarentatech, the Balyeg. What's our order out of those five? I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna say which one of those was was our uh, Leviathan tur- is five. Leviathan, Leviathan is like it's just a big dragon. Uh, Voxen number four. Because it's basically a what bioengineered eight legged dinosaur. <laughs> okay. What else do we have? We've got. Uh... The spiders, like a solid three, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then you could say Tarentatex at two, and then Balia get one. Mm, Balia is the number one. All right, I'm gonna I'm Lentize. gonna vote Boba to, Fett, to reverse one. those, reverse those <laughs> for the Tarentatex to be number one. I think Tarentatex number one, Balia three or four, and um, crap, what's it called? Emily, what'd you say? Which one did you say? Think about spiders. Which one? The one that Jared shot down? The Leviathan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Leviathan. Not, well, okay, there's another one. The the Vorax. Uh, maybe that Voxen. the Vorax. The Voxen, thank you. Uh, maybe the Voxen a little higher. Uh, a little higher! Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe Voxen as two or three and Tarentatex as one. I have to say that very slowly or else my stutter is going to give me nightmares. I'm with Rick oh. on Tarentatex at one. All right, so we get two votes I get with that. for Tarentatech. All right, Tarentatech is number one. <laughs> Congratulations to the Tarentatech. We're going to send it Rick's first place trunk or treat medal hey. in the mail. Tarentatech, we choose you. Being, <laughs> <laughs> very much so for being the number one scariest monster in the Star Wars expanded universe. And the Digimon expanded universe. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right, before we wrap it up tonight... Uh, we're going to end the show where we began it, back on the subject of pets. For all these fantastic creatures and monsters, we haven't even talked about, like, you know, the Kowakian monkey lizards of it all. For all of the great... Yeah, we haven't even talked about oh these bad boys. For all of the great <laughs> monsters in the Star Wars Expanded Universe, there's very few pets. Like, folks who are just hanging out with a critter for the sake of having a companion. Mm. Shout out to Jabba the Hutt for being a good pet owner. Whoa. Yeah. He did have a lot of pets. Well, Salacious be wait. He, he was a, a pet. He was an operative. 
for sure. He's a he's a lackey. That's yeah. what he is. Yeah. He's like Joey the Rat in Boy Meets World. <laughs> um, the rat. But then he's got you know the ranker down in the in the dungeon, and he's got an owner. All right, so mm-hmm. uh, a shout out to a couple of great expanded universe pet relationships. Talked about Murd, the bird dog, the uh, the golden retriever, um, with Waylon Val in Republic Commando. We talked about Vornskers. We overlooked the fact that there's two very iconic Vornskers in the Thrawn trilogy, and that is Talon Card has two pet Vornskers, Sturm and Drang, which are very cool. In a recent canon book, you've got uh, the one that Freddie just read, uh, the Ember, the Charhound, hanging out with uh, oh, yeah. the yeah. Jedi Padawan. What's his name? Uh, Bell. Like, uh... Bell Zedifar. Bell, yeah, Zedifar. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Reminds me of Murd, sort of, but a fire-breathing one. <laughs> Absolutely. So... There's also one more that we've at least got to give a shout out to. Any other great, uh, great pets in Legends? I'm thinking about uh, on uh, Alana Solo in the Fate of the Jedi series. So the granddaughter of um, Han and Leia. Oh, I'm struggling here with these. Are some Legends deep cuts? Like I said, we're, go- we're getting to some <laughs> D tier monsters. Alana Solo, Han and Leia's granddaughter has a pet Nexu. This mm. is art by Brian Rude, and I Ouch. love it with every fiber of my being. Yeah. Um, what? She's a Jedi princess yeah. with a pet, a pet Nexu. Nexu. I mean, it's sure. really just a scary kitten, so that makes sense. <laughs> Very scary kitten. <laughs> it's like a yeah. big, scary kitten. They move the same, the claws. Absolutely. So... This this brings up the subject. If you could have a monster, I mean that's all pets are really. They're just we tolerate monsters in the home of various shapes and sizes and temperaments. Mm. And if you've ever looked in the eyes of a cat, you know what I'm talking about. If you could have an expanded universe critter in your house, exactly. I'm looking at the same image, Rick, as mm. uh, the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. All right. If you could have a Star Wars creature as a pet, what would it be? Lead us off, Freddy. All right, let's see. Uh, two pet rankers. Yep. And uh, what are their names? <laughs> Jimothy and, and Timothy. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> good. It's so good. Emily, you're next. Emily, Emily. Would you the call Timoth- Would first. you call Timothy Taco Tim? <laughs> I hope Taco so. Tim. Yeah, that's for sure. Taco ah, Tim. very nice. Taco very Tim, nice. come here. I couldn't think of a good name, but I would like for sure have a mythosaur. I mean, Name Jimothy. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A my, mythosaur. Yeah. That's a good one. That wasn't even on my list. Way yeah, to go. Well, because isn't it like, is it canon or no? Well, in Legends, I think they back. talk about they talk about Boba Fett's sigil being a mythosaur skull. So, mm-hmm. hold yeah. on. What's the big brontosaurus that uh, Boba Fett rides in the holiday special cartoon? Isn't that oh. the Legends mythosaur? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that big purple. Yeah. A dinosaur? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm picturing oh, the one that he spanks. Doesn't he spank it with his he rifle? He hits it. He hits it, yeah, because yeah. it's trying to eat the Y-wing. Or, or, or is it the Y-wing? Uh, Emily, are you pro-spanking? <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> Should you what name you your mythosaur Spanky? What would you, you do with can't, <laughs> There's some things you can't What would you do with your mythosaur? <laughs> on a podcast. No, listen. And no, I would not 
Thank a mythosaur. What kind of question is that? I was having a debate with on a t-shirt. Would you spank a mythosaur? I was having a debate with uh, coworkers today about whether or not you should spank your children. You know, as like a disciplinary Uh thing. So I'm referencing something from earlier in my day. You didn't know that. I'm telling you now. No, and that makes it all okay. That was very much without context and made me very much uncomfortable. No, your apologies in the mail. Oh my gosh. Moving All on. Right, Rick. Up next? Yes. Go ahead. Yeah. I I misunderstood the assignment. And oh, so no. I didn't think of a monster, but a creature that I like to have as a pet would be a, a good old friendly EOP mm. that I would name Rue. So Aww. Well, I did conflate the question a little bit, so um you're welcome. Thank you. Also, I have not really thought of my answer, so I'm stalling for time. A little bit as I think of it and try to recover from that awkward thing I just said to Emily. <laughs> you'd, you'd have uh, a murd, no doubt. Hey! I definitely do like it. I, I, I am, however, a little sensitive to the strong pet smells. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. And murd is known for that. Yeah. I, I can imagine raising some hoojibs out in cages, mm. you know, near the barn. <laughs> in you cages would cage the them? <laughs> Nice well, I mean, you, like meat, like meat hoojibs. You would just want some, uh, <laughs> some meat hoojibs. Yeah. Would you? How do, how do you feel about uh, wrangling and strangling real life gizkas? I was going to that say your, that sounds your top like a list? gizka situation. <laughs> Definitely a gizka situation for sure. Hey, I bet you some deep fried gizka legs would be uh, deep fried. Would be good. I could see that. Uh-oh. I could see that for sure. All right. Feed um, and then one final question as we wrap up. If if uh, if each of us was a Star Wars creature, what creature would we be? Hmm. I can well, imagine. I feel like we uh, should answer that. Who jibs like, value for friendship? each other? Yeah, for each <laughs> other. Like you don't get to pick your own. Oh, okay. you, we have to answer them. So let's let's all let's yeah, do this Freddy is a first. Pseudoscience. I don't. Okay. Let's do okay. Freddy first. It doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be from the list. It could be it could be a movie creature. I, I can I imagine Freddy. Freddy's like a a Wookie. Um, no. right hand, right hand man, co-pilot. Oh no, I got it. Who is dependable and could totally rip your arm out of your socket? Okay, hold on, hold on. We need that. We need to clarify the rules. Are we talking alien species or sentient, communicable? Yeah, that's important. Animal, because Wookies have a determined language. They're sentient and all that. Half of these creatures are monsters that we can't communicate with. Level of so. intelligence might be a little different. Yeah, I just I was trying to make I was stretching a little bit, Rick. To be honest, well, I was gonna say uh, to make a no, it fit for Freddie, a nogri, but uh, okay. Ooh, but then I was I like, they're the also no-gree. a species. So. Yeah. Oh, Freddy's aren't they like no-gree? assassins? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like they're ninjas. They're basically ninjas. Yeah. And Freddie, that's ninjas. what you are. And so you you totally like work for the government, and you're just saying you're an engineer as a front because <laughs> you have you have abilities and special skills uh, and all that. Absolutely, Freddie is a nogri. Yeah. I see that for sure. Yep. Yep, 100%. Okay. I see uh, Jared as a Twi'lek. Oh. Once again. See the brain tails twitching. A dancing girl. <laughs> I was going to say, what are the dancing that skills? That the only thing that came to mind. So, um, we'll just, never you mind. Explain? Can <laughs> I, I really have no other reason other than uh, his ear. His I could see his brain tails twitching if something yep. were happening. I can right. see it from here. <laughs> yep. And... Uh, yeah. <laughs> and now I really want to learn the dance that the Twi'lek does in Nice Little Republic that you have to like learn with her as as her dancing partner. <laughs> I want to learn it tomorrow. 
It's a rainy day. <laughs> oh we'll see. Gosh. I bet you my daughter was in, enjoy doing that with me. All right, what else we got? Uh, Rick, what kind of Star Wars creature would Rick be? I would mm. definitely be a hut. You can go ahead and just go ahead. <laughs> there you go. That's oh me. Oh my gosh. Rick okay. the hut. Rick, yep. you would be a Kowakian monkey lizard because. Oh okay. my gosh. Because. Be a fat one. Because. <laughs> and I say this with knowing. Keep going. That, just, keep just know get this. to it. Now, I need, you, I need you to know this, Rick. Oh, it's, my, it's my favorite Star Wars character of all time is Salacious B. Crumb. Unironically, uh, uh-huh. I love Salacious <laughs> All right, here's why. Salacious B. Crumb loves dad jokes. <laughs> really has an odd, annoying sense of humor. <laughs> Bless his heart. That's true. Thank that you. True. I, I get someone saying that. from saying the heart. Moist. Moist. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. All right. And Emily, what? I am not going to guess on Emily's because I'm already in hot water with her after that uh, last comment. It's Salamari. Okay. Sh- kind of shrewd and, and sly. <laughs> uh oh. Um. Is shrewd a bad word? I didn't mean it as insulting. <laughs> it's quiet all of a sudden. I'm not going to say a word. All right. <laughs> what you, uh, gonna listen. How would you describe you, Salamari? Just, uh... Hey, Let's... I like to call this segment Three Men Try to Characterize Their Female Co-Hosts as Star a Wars Beast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little offended I'm not uh, a zombie tauntaun personally, but oh, I understand. I, I would let's go with you with smell Nexu. better than that. That's why next year, right? Nexu. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fierce. Oh and but Nexu for but sure. um, what's the word? Graceful. I don't know. Graceful, a- agile. You're a runner, so for that sure. Went I feel like very different directions from an yeah, East Lemurie, yeah. which is basically a neck sloth. To makes like, a great pet. A makes a great pet. Uh, I was thinking out of with, the powers <laughs> that it hangs out with a Jedi oh, princess. Repel the force. Only cuts Padme in a strategic place for right? fashion. Yep. A professional, a professional uh, beast. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. Here we go. Right. Congratulations! I've got one more. One more. Corey Helton. We got to do Corey. Oh. I'm oh, yeah. going to recommend that Dr. Corey Helton, CEO of Utini.com, is a tauntaun, and here's why. <laughs> Zombie tauntaun. Tauntaun. A ta- just a traditional, <laughs> traditional tauntaun. Your vanilla tauntaun. <laughs> because he gets you places. First gets, of all, Corey, does. Corey gets you places. He has a vision and he sees it. He's um, tremendous endurance. He can weather storms and crises. And also, you know, on the outside, you're like, hmm, this is a little intimidating. <laughs> Got that, that goat face. Not, not Corey, but the tauntaun, you know. All right, here we go. Then you slice them open. <laughs> oh, warm and lovable. This is this is. I love it, Corey. I'm yeah. trying to say he you has a heart of gold. Way too hard about that. under the surface. Yeah. I'm spitballing here. Under, under the, the surface, surface. Okay. Corey under, is a, oh. has a heart of gold. I was gonna say oh. Leviathan, a bioengineered serpentine creature. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say Sarlacc. He's scary to look at, but he's very survivable. Ask Boba Fett. <laughs> Oh, very good. Very good. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Let us know your favorite Star Wars monster. 
let us know your pets. You had any Star mm. Wars pets or uh, great yeah. pet stories or, you know what, tomorrow's Friday. It's been a long week. Throw us your pets in the, that's a weird thing to say, throw us your pets. <laughs> throw some pictures of your pets up in the, the Legends Look Back Discord channel. And uh, Show us a we'll, crystal snake. Show, show us your crystal snake. Thank you for joining us here okay. on Legends Look Back. <laughs> This has been a great time. Uh, next week, we are getting into the spirit of November with American Thanksgiving right around the corner. And uh, we want to learn what it is about Star Wars that you are more, uh, most thankful for. I just said moist, Rick. On our hey, <laughs> what are you moist thankful for? All right, we were, we we're yeah. so close to the end here. Next week, we are going to celebrate what... We're going to celebrate what it is about Star Wars that we are most thankful for. Uh, let us know your your Star Wars gratitude. It can be something in the expanded universe. It can be something you love about uh, you know your favorite Star Wars podcast. Uh, it doesn't have to be Uchini's show. We'd love to hear it. And if it's good enough, we'll put it on the air. And if it's bad enough, we'll put it on the air. And uh, we can't wait to hear what it is that, uh, that's got you thankful for the galaxy far, far away. And then in two weeks, we've got a big crossover event coming up alongside some of the other Utini shows. I'm very excited for it. It's like Shark Week, but scruffier. Mm. It's Wookiee Week. And mm. uh, all I have to say about that is... <laughs> that does it for this week. Thanks for joining us for Legends Look Back. Thanks to our incredible patrons for your support. We love making this show. And we're glad you are along for this wild and wacky ride. A special thank you to our Jedi High Council, Brian Dooley, Earl Q, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander. And our Alliance High Command, Ashley Ingalls, Elizabeth Cloutier, Sally Eilerson, and Chris Eilerson. Remember to sub to the channel and leave us a review in your podcast pl platform of choice. Did I just call that a podcast platform? platform. <laughs> podcast platform of choice. <laughs> if you like your thoughts right on the show, you can uh, find our contact information down in the description below. Or we're on Twitter at Legends Look Back. If you're looking to buy some of these books... The books about the zombie tauntauns or the Tarentatex or Murd, the uh, the strill that can fly. You can go on over to Uchini.com, click the Amazon link in the profile, and then after you've read it, let us know what you think and leave us a review. Remember to keep the Uchini fan code and be a force for positivity in the fandom. May the force be with you. This is a Utini Broadcast. <laughs>